podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the World Cup on Anfield Index and tonight, tonight we're covering that team. It's England and they've just sneaked past Tunisia to talk about that and a lot more. I am joined by Simon Brundish and Nina. How are you both doing? I'm gutted. I thought we'd be covering a draw. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm asleep from the 30 seconds of silent time that you make us do that that lasted about as long as the game. Yeah. (laughs) It's like in silence. It does take a while sometimes, but it depends how excited you are. Both of you do not seem excited at all. Um, <laughs> to be honest, you know what? How can you be after that second half? It was, uh, it was pretty, pretty drab. But, but to start with, let's just talk a little bit. I know, um, I know Harry's covered it last night with uh, Sam. So let's just do a little bit of what you think of the World Cup so far. Nin, what do you think? I've actually really enjoyed it. I think, you know, um, we're in day five or whatever, and it's already surpassed, um, you know, 2010 for me, because that for me goes down as the worst World Cup, because I've been watching it since 98. I didn't watch any of 2002, so don't come at me with that. I know that one was probably the worst, but to me, um, I've actually enjoyed this one a lot. Saya, are you enjoying it as much as Nina, or...? Me too. Yeah, no, it's been good. Um, I, I was hoping for a better quality of football. I, yeah, that's likely, nothing, isn't it? I was, I was hoping for a bit more excitement, but it's still, I have low, I have low uh, expectations where it comes to World Cups. But in any large sporting event in the summer, I, you know, it could, it can't be darts and making shit up now. But it, it can be fed pretty much anything, and I'm full on into watching it because it's in summer and we're watching sports so it's awesome um i love the whole russia thing this the, the little i love the little interludes they do and the um before games and looking around russia it's amazing did you see the massive statue that got in volgograd yeah there is a massive unbelievable st- how can we don't know that exists mate there was a massive statue in kiev which was amazing honestly amazing oh. i did ask idea about it he actually went to go and see it the day that i left so it, it I want to just, see more of this stuff. I love yeah. this stuff. So I love the whole culture around it. I hate England fans because they're swats. But uh, <laughs> oh, like, geez. if we if we managed to, I, I would happily follow the team as long as we didn't have any England fans, and uh, mm. and we wouldn't have, wouldn't have to go through Brexit. So it'd be tremendous. Oh Jesus Christ! This is but, harsh, but harsh realities. Football. I'm really excited, and it's good. And I'm trying to get my kids into it. It's not really working because the greatest World Cup of my life was was '86. Uh, so I was mm. 11, and so I've got a 10, 11 year old and a 13 year old who both love footy, and neither of them are properly full in. Mine is 1990, say. Si. Italia yeah. was mine. That was my favourite. Yeah. 98, 98 was mine. Yeah, no, 1990, well, I remember crying when we went out of the, on penalties. I was 11 as well. I was upset. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very no, that upset. was very upset. And that was like, I there were definitely moments when I thought we were going to win that. Yeah, I was, I, I literally, I think that's the only time where I've been, we, actually, no, 96 was good when we lost as well. But yeah. 90 was more. 90 felt harsher, you know. 
96, I don't know. I, it, it was still harsh, but semi, those are the two big, those are the two big years where we went far, wasn't it? So I, I thought we were better in 96. We we're a better team. Yeah. Uh, did you see, did, uh, like we're going off tangent here and I'm taking over as always. Um, <laughs> did either of you see the, um, documentary on the England manager last night? No, I missed that. Check it out. It's amazing. It'll be on iPlayer. Absolutely amazing. Really? Had all of the England managers on, apart from obviously Bobby Robson. He was on a little bit, but not in retrospect. Hmm. Um, and um, they were talking about their experience and the teams, and it had a few of the players on. Oh my God, Capello is a god. I always thought he was a god. Um, uh, it's embarrassed me. I, I've not been able to follow England because of how we treated C- Capello after we treated tre- after Matt Dickinson screwed Glenn Hoddle. Um, those two things are just abhorrent to me. Um, and Watch it, it's brilliant. And and how they speak about how Roy Hodgson speaks about himself. Fucking hell. Oh my god, I want to watch that now. <laughs> he was the worst, like the last World Cup when his head uh, the gifts of the World I've got Cup. A very, I've got a very important question for Sai. Is Fat Sam involved in this documentary? <laughs> yes. And he thinks he thinks he was the the, the quote was the, um, his favourite part about the England getting to getting the job finally as the England manager because there's there's the whole thing about like 2000 2002 when he thought he could get it and he was he was looked overlooked right so there's the thing that he was the people's choice he was he ca- called himself the people's champion it was amazing oh, oh for my god sake. and then he was such a victim that he got screwed over yeah yeah because he was taking a bung my god like he's so that is oh I swear to God that guy is so deluded game. So deluded. Yeah, yeah, it's probably better than the game, I'm sure. I mean, it's, that being said, I thought we, I actually thought England played well. I thought it was a good game of football and England had the highest XG of any football club, uh, any football team in the tournament so far. Yeah, does that t- tell you more about Tunisia? But I suppose there's been some bad teams in the, in the tournament already, but. Tunisia, highest ranked African team. Yeah, and also that uh, it was mainly in the first half, wasn't it? The first half, I thought, first 30 minutes were excellent from England. Really? You should look at the pressing was insane. Yeah, I did. I did. I was saying it in the groups, the, that big group that you left because there was too many people. I was saying it in the little, you know, it's, 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 it's a really good pressing performance. They were all over the team. They were making chances from it, but it looks like it petered out after the penalty. The, you know, after conceding a stupid penalty. Well, I don't even know if it was a penalty, to be honest. We're very soft. Lynn, what did you think of England in the first half and the penalty as well? No, I thought they started off really bright. Uh, it, it's, you know, you've got to give credit where it's due. I thought they could have easily been 3-4-0 up. Um, I thought some of the players were just so Lingard. wasteful. Lingard. Lingard um, is just a suitcase of shit. Um, Adam <laughs> Petriccioni's wife will get that reference, I'm sure. Um, but he was awful. They were so wasteful. And it kind of came back to bite him on the arse. And, I mean, don't get me wrong. Tunisia was so undeserving of that penalty of anything in that game you know despite me saying I don't I'm not a big fan of England but England definitely should have won that game but I'll be honest with you I found it, you quite think it was a pen. it was a pen but I was just saying I that you know it like soft. it was just can I just say something? And I've seen a lot of people, I mean, I'm sure we're going to get onto this, but like I've seen a lot of people sort of whinge and cry us about England, like had a few um, penalty shots that should have been awarded to them and stuff. And, um, you know, they didn't get them. I thought it was quite refreshing that um, foreign referees might know of the reputation of England English players diving. Like yeah, maybe I, I thought the ref was terrible. I don't think he, he, was. Was, he was biased. He I just was think the he was worst one so far in the tournament? Yeah, easily the worst. 
Oh my god! I was just like, "What is he doing?" There were a couple of pen shots. They were wrestling. I, mean, I know. Yeah, they were. But he got power slammed a few times, Ali Kane. <laughs> but he does die. <laughs> he does. Kane and Ali have got really bad reps. And Young, Ashley Young's got a really bad rep. You know, those what? three. Oh god, I hate that man. He's Can terrible. I just say something? Why was he trying to channel his inner Marcelo by like just refusing to track back? Dreadful. Yeah, there was one part in the first half where he just jogged and Ali had to cover him. It was, that was awful as well. I thought, what are you doing? Why are you jogging? But that, at the end of the day, Tunisia didn't really pose any threat. No. I thought nothing. No. So for anyone to say that England doesn't, doesn't deserve that, put stick your head in the, the, the toilet, please, and flush it because it's nonsense. And yeah, I mean, you got some points on Harry Kane because, um, that second half was quite, ter- you know, was terrible until Loftus Cheek came on. And, uh, and they have not, the, the criticism of uh, listeners and commentators because they're twats and they're really just dra- I, I was I was expecting that I was kind of excited about finding out who the commentary team were going to be for the England game because I presumed that BBC were going to have their A team out and I was curious to see who they think their A team is. Martin Keown. What? What? Yeah, he's moving awful. through the compartments of the pitch. Yeah. What does they mean? <laughs> and he repeatedly said it. It was like he'd stumbled upon one three-syllable word. He had to fit it in as many times in the match as possible. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But at least he wasn't trying to make jokes. He was trying to talk about those. Oh, Laro just, just makes jokes, like tries, sorry, to make jokes, and uh, they don't come off. But um, I, I basically, we pressed the hell out of them in the first half. They, they had no idea what hit them. And the beauty of this is that from Liverpool's perspective and a City fan's perspective, mm-hmm. It just shows how goddamn hard it is. Mm-hmm. Pressing the way we press is really, really, really hard. One, you, the, the tactical discipline it requires, the, the uh, maintenance of shape, the repetition so you subliminally know where you should be at all times, and the co- cohesiveness of working together, right? That, that is insane. So how we managed to pull it off for the first, it was really, it wasn't the first half, but the first 30, 25 minutes, really. On an international scale as well. They don't play given, week, week out together. Given that these lads literally have never mm. spent a minute on a pitch mm-hmm. together. Yeah. Which, which just baffles me why we keep doing that as an England team anyway. We, every, every big competition, we always start the, comp- start the competition with a, a bunch of lads that have never played together. It's mm. just bizarre. If you think these are the lads, then why haven't you given them a chance to practice? It's just bizarre. Anyway, so I, when you just talked about the press, though, there's one other team. I thought I thought Mexico got the triggers absolutely bang on against Germany. But they played together forever. Yeah, that's true. They mm-hmm. played. They're a cohesive yeah. unit, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. They, they look so, really so good in the break. On top they? of those tactical things, right? You also have to have the 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 physical capacities to do it. Mm. So our boy, like we've we've got a big hole in our unit in that Man United, you know, barely break out of a jog. So Man United run like 104 kilometers a game while we're doing one and a half players more than them. Hmm. So you're you're asking Man United players to run 15% or 20% more at a higher intensity than they than they used to while they're knackered at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. So is there any surprise that you know that the, the arse falls out of their press in the second half? Of course, they're it all makes knackered. sense. Yeah, and did, did, were there any distance uh, covered numbers today or no? Did you get it? Uh, it's not updated yet. Let me just quickly check. No worries. 
whilst you look at that, Nin, what did you think of the second half? Because it was quite slow, wasn't it? I was, it was so boring. I was, my face was in the phone talking to you lot in the WhatsApp group more than actually watching the game in the end because it yeah. was just side to side boring nonsense until, until Loftus Cheek came on, that is. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I thought the second half was really dull, really like kind of vintage England, I'm going to say, you know, like yeah. that's the England that I'm used to. And I just thought, yeah, it's just like the thing Latvia and, you know, like they're just dreadful, uninspiring. It was pretty dull to watch. But at the same time, um, I was really intrigued because I wanted to see like, what is Southgate going to do? What subs is he going to make? You know, uh, the, you know, a lot of people sort of criticise him and, you know, don't think he's um, any good etc etc so it was really interesting but I think it it could this could potentially be kind of like I don't know almost like character defining or whatever you know the fact that you know you were one all it looked like we were going to draw and we we're not a we they were going to draw and I'm just a fucking glory hunter <laughs> cheer anyone that wins no no on a serious note um yeah his subs were absolutely um spot on I thought I thought Deli Ali looked a little off, so you know I thought Loftus Cheek just came on and uh, yeah, just looked so much more sparkier. Yeah, got made uh, some excellent runs. Uh, uh, sparkier, you're really buying into this whole uh, BBC commentator thing, aren't you? <laughs> sparkier. Now, can I just say something? I am Ramadan lad. Okay, I, I I am very tired right now. I will be up at four in the morning. I'm everywhere, literally everywhere, but. Um, I can I just make a point on Jordan Henderson. Uh, I think what Sai was saying about the pressing is absolutely spot on because I thought players like Jordan Henderson really relished in that first half. Yeah, he had a good first half. I thought he he plays well against inferior sides. To be fair, He's, he did well in the first. I've had a nice shot as well. I think he had a, he had a really good 30, thirty. He was yeah. fantastic, and then he had maybe a five minute period second half. But like tactically, how we set up, we have three midfielders that two of them don't want the ball. Mm. So they just run away from him. He was literally playing quarterback. <laughs> yeah. it's, 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 I feel it's a really thankless task on his part. So he has to play, recycle the ball with the centre-backs and then ping 50-odd passes. That's the only way, way of our attack. Yeah. 50-odd passes are really, really, really hard. Yeah. Unless you're Stevie G, it's tough, man. You know, and, and Jabi Alonso, they, those are the people that get... I thought, I thought he made three brilliant... Yeah. Uh, what was the one I, to trip you? What was the one to trip you in the second half? There was one that just dropped over the. Yeah, it was pretty good. It was. It was actually he got lauded a little bit, and and he and it was just after um uh whatever the dick Martin Keown slaughtered him oh. um being too defensive, but um it was actually just a little bit behind Trippier, if anything. To be fair, it, it could have been a little bit further ahead, but he made two in the first half that were amazing. Yeah, they were good. So did Trippier you? Was all right, Trippier was all right. Yeah. Ashley Young absolutely terrible he's a woeful player so for England to get to create the most xg they could have won five nil and still have Ashley Young and Lingard in the same team and Maguire was awful I thought by the way yes I I thought you made so many mistakes Mm -hmm. and and in the back Walker whatever Maguire did wrong it kind of like transferred over to Walker in that one same that same little section they had at the fit in the first half where it was that phase of play where everything just went haywire outside our box People thought... were excited by the tactics of, uh, of of Southgate and him being revolutionary and all this good stuff. I like what he, I kind of liked for a little bit what he did in midfield. I liked that he was playing this weird diamond that I'd never seen before. But right, it he's managed to. He, he talks about getting his. He, he sets up a formation around getting the his best players on the pitch mm. rather than picking a formation and then 
picking players for it. He wants to get his best players on the pitch, so he picks a formation to to enable that. Right. So if you look at this, you've got Pickford in goal, who is, you know, shouldn't be in goal because he's got short arms. <laughs> then, then you've got everybody calls him T Rex. You've got you've got Walker, who is um, who is a, a right flying right wing back playing right back and he uh, playing centre back, and he hates it. You've got um, John Stones, who plays the, plays in this role fairly regularly. Um, you've got Maguire, who plays in the tightest of four four twos that launches the ball long, having to play as a skillful bring the ball out from the back um, left sided centre back. Um, you've got Hendo playing as a six, which he always does. Then you've got these two lads in midfield who are playing like inside out wingers that don't want the ball, that want to run run away from it all the time. Mm. Um, neither of which play that position for their clubs. So you, it's, and then you've got Trippier, who sometimes plays plays wing back. Ashley Young, who never plays wing back, uh, and Raheem playing up front, which never happens either. So you've got five players playing out of position. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. It's crazy. It's awful. But in the first half, they made it work. It does give you a little bit of well, the pressing. It didn't. I don't think it made it work because they they actually cut us apart a couple of times. Um, but they, but our pressing made it work. Yeah, because we kind of get the guys in the right position in certain parts of the pitch at certain moments. That's what that formation allows us to do to create those. We're, we're in between their players. We did what we managed, what we have refined over the last two and a half years under Klopp yeah. for small moments in the game, which then caused the overload and us to us to be able to counter on the, to to get into the box yeah. and win the ball back. Mm. Did you um, did you get those numbers by the way, or did they still not update? Oh yeah, yeah. So uh, we we won the run in one oh five. Let me just get it back up. It's on the wrong screen. One oh five to one oh three. We did fifty. Six first half, 49 second. There you go. Big drop. That's a big drop, isn't it? Yeah. It should have been 112 if they if they could keep it going. Apparently it was 30 degrees out there as well, so maybe that... Oh, see those gnats? They're amazing. Mm. Yeah. Man. Unbelievable. Sorry, then you were going to say something? No, I was just going to say, I think, you know, again, talking about the pressing, I think England started off really, you know, with some high intensity and I think what you need to remember as well was um, Tunisia kind of looked really panicked especially um, with the goalie and and the defenders and stuff oh shit yeah I forgot about that goalie going off yeah that goalie was amazing before he went off wasn't he you know you know what Um, I I, obviously I don't remember this goalkeeper a bit before my time but it was almost like he was kind of channeling his inner grobbler with some of the reflexes (laughs) He was doing some. He was doing some mad saves that first five minutes. My yeah. God, kept the ball out with his foot, with his top corner hand, and <laughs> it's like, what is it? yeah. The funny Madness. thing was, there was one that was going over that he tipped over. Right, that that's what got his shoulder hurt because he banged into the into the um into the post. So he did, there was no need to go for it. It was crazy. Uh, yeah, you remember yeah. that one that was going over? I didn't get where how he hurt his shoulder. Yeah, yeah, um, he hit the post. Rabbit. That was afterwards. Mm. Yeah, and yeah, then he nice. made the big save from the header that led to the goal. But it's a great it, save that bless him. Yeah, mm. bless, he was crying anyway. It was horrible to see in it. It was a, it's their mm. dream. But what can you do? Is there anything else on this game that you want to talk about before we move on? Sai, Harry Kane. Let's talk Harry about Kane. him. Talisman. Oh my, oh he's gonna, Harry Kane's going to be top Kane, scorer. Captain Kane, you mean? Come on, you got to be a bit up, Captain Kane. Captain, <laughs> Captain Kane. You know that. You know that he he had a team meeting. Right, no before the started, sat all the lads down 
and said, right, from now on, mate, boys, you go call me Captain Kane. <laughs> on the pitch, Captain Kane. I'm not, I, I won't pass to you unless you call, unless you uh, shout Captain Kane. You know it. Captain Kane. He can he's, only be called Captain Kane from now on. He's a and precious, he's a precious lad. I'm literally going to, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hashtag it. Yeah. He's a precious lad, isn't he? Proper precious. And put a captain with a K. That's how it should be, Captain, <laughs> captain Kane. He is, he's a precious, okay. yeah, we know he's a precious yeah, lad. There you from go, his... there's two thirds with you. <laughs> You know, we know he's a precious lad from his goal hunger type things, but I mean, today. Shoots a lot, doesn't he? But but in this game, he, he went through two periods. He had six minutes in the first half where he didn't touch the ball at all. He had, a, he had a four and a half minutes where he didn't touch the ball. And in the second half, before he scored, when that, that lull, England were not doing anything and it was their press thing, or I don't know what we were getting blamed for, but the um, there were two, two pedestrian. The problem was their best player... Hadn't touched the ball for thirteen minutes. That's fucking awful. And then he and then he scored the um, that the decisive header from a yard out. Yeah, instincts. Look, who cares? Better to be lucky than than good. And that's what I think. That's the the narrative of this competition so far. It's better to be lucky than good. Yeah. Some goals, penalties. There's been how many great things have happened so far? Four or five, maybe. But generally, lucky. Be lucky than good. The the XG of this competition is is uh, per team is is less than one. That's terrible. That's terrible. Not creating any quality chances, are they? Really, it's worldies that are going in. Couple of worldies, lots of own goals, lots of penalties. Yeah, I liked uh, Merton's goal today. For uh, yeah, that was nice written in. It was a nice finish. I thought. Yeah, so far for me, probably the goal of the tournament. Really, not over um, Nacho's. Yeah. Over Phil's. Oh, Phil's yeah. is good as well. Wow. That was nice. I, I like De Bruyne as well with his outside the right foot curler to, 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 yeah, the to head it in. Mm. You know what? They're, what they're a quality side. Sorry? Sorry. What do we think of the Belgian game? Um, I didn't get to watch all of it because I was doing a few things around the house and stuff and, um, uh, picking kids and dropping kids and stuff like that. But from the, from what I've heard, people have said it wasn't, it wasn't a brilliant display. Then did you get to watch most of it or no? No, I've only watched one game today. Oh, right, bloody hell, that's terrible. How dare you come on the pod after just watching England? I'm joking. Did you... <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I've been watching the rest. A girl needs a break. <laughs> Sorry, did you watch it then? What did you think? Yeah, I watched I watched large parts of it. Um, it's probably the one I've missed the most, actually. But I probably watched 65 minutes. I thought they played really well. Oh, it was, okay. But the, the pundits were like, oh, they didn't do anything and the other team was shy. And I, I, I thought they, they worked through the gears. I thought they, um, it was a little bit like a training exercise, but they really like polished their um, system of play. This is how we're going to attack. This is how we're going to open you up. Then we open you up and scored. Uh, and then we're going to do it again. Yeah, there's another goal. And then we're going to do it again. And there's the third. They are. I, this is what, this I is thought what they really efficient. This is what pisses me off. Oh, um, it's, a, you know, like they weren't really tested, but what England did and listen to the hype. This is what pisses me off. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Belgium played Panama. We knew Belgium were going to win. Like, I think we all kind of knew that it, it could be a, a cricket score if it wanted to be. They won 3 0. And yeah, oh, yeah, you know, it was easy for them. Yeah, England play played well. Tunisia. England, England played Tunisia and get a goal in injury time. But it's like the best thing we've ever seen. That's what yeah. annoys me. The cons- inconsistency in what we're, in what we're sort of reporting. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the definitely the commentary was that they that they didn't really do anything. They they didn't look special, but they got it got the um, the result over the line. When when in fact their their system of play worked beautifully. Mm. They scored a worldy, and they won three 0 without conceding anything. Like it wasn't they didn't concede a goal. They just didn't concede. No, they just didn't get in their box. Job done. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 they've probably been the most most ruthless of the team so far. You can't, you know, say one team is much better than another team because each each game and given the circumstances involved in this tournament, it's, it's insane. Like some teams have got two thousand miles to travel in between games. Yeah, Spain had Spain have got the worst draw. Um, I remember the draw for the World Cup, and they got and and they got two thousand four hundred miles journey to, to from their train base to their next game. So they got something like eleven and a half thousand miles of training of um, travel between um, their group stage fixtures. That's insane. So there are lots of you know constraints on on all of these different teams, and and the level of quality of opposition is massive difference between you know e- even Egypt and Tunisia and Paraguay, not Paraguay. Who do who played today? Peru, uh, today. Peru. No, no, yeah, who did Belgium play? Panama. Panama. Panama, there you go. Yeah, Saudi Arabia. Panama at the World Cup, guys. Yeah, I know. I know. It's gone up to 32 teams. I think I spoke to you about this in the earlier, didn't I? They, they, they expand the teams up and it's gonna, there's going to be such low quality coming in. And it, it, Italy and, and Holland aren't there, but Panama are. Yeah, but what does that tell you about Italy and Holland? Like, how did they not get in? <laughs> No, but they didn't compete. They didn't. They didn't get to compete with Panama and Holland. Uh, oh, yeah, of course. They, they could have. They would have gone through if they played Panama, but they didn't. Yeah, but the Iceland and Sweden's got in. Iceland and Sweden are good. But it's just that but, we happen to have a lot more good teams in Europe than yeah. than in Central America because yeah. you know they're shite. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. I they're shite, agree. and they have Mexico. But don't, don't you think there should be maybe if you're expanding it up, maybe more European teams should get in because of the quality. Of course, yeah. you want the better. You want a better product, don't you? You want the World Cup to be better. You want the best team in the world to win, yeah. beating the best team. Well, Im- imagine what it would be like when there's a forty-six team or forty-eight team, or whatever they want to do next to it. God, Kashmir I mean... will have a national team at this minute, <laughs> yeah. so I'll be playing for him. Left You'll back. be playing a left back. <laughs> <laughs> Size a left back, maybe you can get some Kashmiri links to him. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, no, yeah, I mean, do you remember way back when, Sai, when um. People like Camoranesi uh, for Italy, um, who was obviously Argentinian, had um, an Italian great great grandma and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but did you just, like Russia have got two lads that that um, they went on holiday in in um, in one went to on holiday to to Moscow and one went to St Petersburg once for a hen night and uh, and and they're Brazilian so they get to go and play for for Russia now because Putin's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> They got nationality straight away. You can play. <laughs> it wouldn't happen anywhere else, would it? It was fucking classic. Amazing. I mean, uh, the the Harry Kane points. It's like Mo Farah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. For us, yeah, it's very true. You know what? I, I suppose we didn't even talk. We then we didn't even speak about Harry Kane. That the points that um Sai made. Um, it, pure pure talisman, isn't he? He's the, he? I don't as a someone who gets involved in the game. Not so much as he, it's just he's in the right place at the right time to score the goals, pretty much. I, I don't like supporting him, by the way, but uh, yeah. I, I will. He's just, will. He's just to me, he, he'll always be an inferior Pippo Inzaghi. Just putting that out there. <laughs> Everything just goes back to Italy for you two, doesn't it? Like every single... yeah, I, I, It actually reminds me of Kerry Dixon. Oh, shit. <laughs> Kerry Dixon was good back in the day, decent. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Kane. Kane's quality. good. Kane is good. I just don't like him. He's good. Yeah. 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 It's hard to. It's hard to warm to him. You know. It really is. It is. I. I just don't know what it was. As soon as they made him captain, normally I'm really pumped for England games. You know this in the tournaments. I'm really. As soon as they made him England captain, I was like, I can't be asked with this tournament anymore. It's because just what's happened during the season. I think I hated him more for what happened at Anfield and then. And then the drop, you know, him wanting the goals and all that. And it just, it just left a bad taste. And that's, it's hard. I think Sai said this on, on Twitter once as well. It's hard to support him, but it's England. So we'll, we'll give it a go, especially for the kids. My girls were cheering the goals like mad, awesome. jumping around. Okay. You know, my dad, they were all jumping around going, Oh my God, we score. So they would, uh, this used to be me. And like, I was just yeah, sitting there going, mm. Me too. Yeah. Do you know what? Do, being seriously, uh, like looking at England and how they played and how we're going to play for the rest of the tournament, um, is that even Tunisia knew that um, Maguire's shit yeah. and let let him have the ball. Um, the most touches in the game, most passes in the game, uh, most missed passes in the game. Um, so that's going to be a thing. If Tunisia already know that, it's going to be a thing. They they tried to I don't know why we're going three at the back because he's cocky I don't like is is it he's trying to get both Trippier and Walker in because they're that good or honestly I can't I can't tell you the reason for three at back three at the back other than it's quite cool at the moment me neither and I don't I don't I can't fathom why you wouldn't play Gary Cahill who plays in literally in that position for the last three years and has a Champions League winners medal. Um, maybe, maybe I, I sometimes think like he's playing Walker there just for pace. Not Walker. No, I mean Maguire. Oh, Maguire. Uh, well, he's a centre back. At least he's, at least he's a centre back size. Walker's he's got a left side of centre back. He's not going to get isolated in the, in the left hand corner of the pitch ever. Yeah. And he's, and being a centre back for, in a, in a progressive passing, um, Man City style England team has no relation to being a centre back as a clobber. For Leicester in a back four with four players directly right in front of you. I get you. Yeah, I know what you're saying. But Gary Cahill literally plays left centre back. He's won the league twice and he's a Champions League winner. Like, uh, playing Maguire is, is purely, um, I, I honestly, I can't, I can't see it as a tactical thing. I think it's purely down to, look, we are younger. Team. And and the, his, there's no pressure if we're playing our young young team because if we make mistakes, we're expecting to. Because if you're actually playing your best players, Gary Cahill will be in ahead of Maguire. What do you think then? Um, would you play Maguire over Cahill or or or, or do no? What you, you you play Cahill. You need that experience. And like what Sai said, he is just the natural fit. I think it'd be interesting to see. If he plays Maguire against Belgium, I'm sorry, the man's fucking crazy. Yeah, it'd be interesting because he's gonna get. I think he'll get roasted. I think they all will. Uh, I think it'll be like. I, I think. I think this Maguire thing, and you know, because some, you know, like it, it did feel a little disjointed. Like I think you know, Maguire was a little off, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You know, there was some like bad performances from certain players. To young. me, it yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it just kind of felt like a really weird science experiment, and I uh, maybe he thought it's Tunisia. Maybe if I feel some of these players, get a feel for how they play in the system that I want them to play, I get a better idea of what kind of players they are and whether they can adapt or, you know, do, do they have a future, etc., etc. But I think the only big test that they have in the group is is Belgium. I think we can all agree England and Belgium will go through. Yeah. Have we got Panama next? 
It's um, Panama, yeah. Sunday, isn't it? Right. I so think Bel- it's Panama Bel- next. That's clever. That's that. That's all right then for us, really. That's that makes it easier to be honest. It'll be done. No one cares. Yeah, and mm. because and and oddly, um, depends us slightly on the other groups. But if we go through in if we, if England go through second in the group, mm. you get something like Mexico. I, I can't think off the top of my head, but uh, it's something like the first good team we play is in the semi final, uh, and if we go first, we could play Germany and Brazil. Yeah, I, I wouldn't even fancy playing Mexico, to be honest. Because <laughs> um, if we're defending high up the pitch, we've seen what some of these defenders have, you know, how Liverpool have, have killed them on, on the break, some of the, like Man City players and uh, Leicester players. So I, I wouldn't fancy playing Mexico if they're, if they're going to be pressing and winning the ball, counter-pressing. That's it. Just be, it would be a nightmare. I mean, I, th- I think that Belgium will be licking their lips playing against this England side with that back three. They'll be absolutely looking forward to it. Look, I could well anyway. For sure, personally. So, um, I think they've got a lot of work to do. I mean, would you play, would you play Maguire over Phil Jones? Cause that's yeah. the other, that's the other I, thing I that's going to happen. Was... That's the problem. That's the problem we got. He'll probably put Phil Jones in there. Yeah. The problem is don't pick, don't pick Gary Cahill unless you're going to play Gary Cahill because it is literally his role. He's the only one in the whole squad that plays that position. Madness. Madness. Right. Okay. I think we've covered England to death. Nin, there's one thing I wanted to talk to actually both of you about because you've been quite vocal about it uh, either in WhatsApp or on Twitter is the level of punditry so far in this tournament. Um, what what have your thoughts been, Nin, on it? There's there's loads going on, loads of... I mean, there's the BBC and the ITV. You think, you'd think they would try... They have tried to go and raid BB, uh, sorry, Sky Sports and BT. But mm. not in its entirety. They've, they've had to add a lot of, you know, pundits that just aren't very good. I'm kind of bored of, like, saying the same shit about certain pundits. Like, I despise fucking Danny Murphy. Like, there's no tomorrow. Like, and I know, like, he played for Liverpool. I know he scored some, you know, important goals against Manchester United stuff. But hearing the man speak, I just get really angry. And, you know, if, if Brexit had a face. Oh, man, you're so right. Seriously, he's just such an unhappy person. I, I'm not really overly keen with the punditry. Uh, some of them are great. Um, but the thing is, um, I think it, one thing I will say, though, I think it's really refreshing that they've kind of tried to bring some different opinions and voices and I quite like the fact that they've kind of mixed it up with some females I'm not bringing gender into it but I think they've been far more insightful they've actually done their research that you know um they've uh, tried they've tried yeah they could go a little bit more um I think what they've done is they've kind of recycled out the the kind of I don't know like the Mark Lawrence's etc etc I'm just not a big fan of I'll tell you who I absolutely love Billich yeah. He for me has been incredible. He's funny. Uh, he's funny. He makes me laugh as he, well. Yeah, he's, he's really funny. insightful, and yes, he, doesn't, he, he doesn't give a shit what the others say. Yeah, and then you've got Roy Keane, who is the fucking uh, embodiment of an angry ketchup bottle. <laughs> but again, he he even gives some insight. Yeah, I think Billich, being a manager at this at that level as well, knows feels. When he speaks, you kind of respect it because he's been there, done it. Brilliant. And yeah. he tells you stuff you don't already know. Yeah. 
Definitely. The others just recycle garbage. Yeah, even Rio and, and, and Gary. Bill um, Neville's the current captain of the England women's team. He is a... Manager, he, manager, not my captain. He can't be, hey, he can't be manager, the captain. <laughs> that would be great. Oh, my God, that man. Oh. He's awful. I, he's like he can't spell his own name. Yeah. He's absolutely horrible. Um, you're right. I mean, um, he is he is atrocious pundit, yeah, an absolutely atrocious. I'll pundit. raise you. I'll raise you, Evra. Don't. Oh, I can't even say that name in my house. Yeah, it's terrible. He's he's honestly the the way he clapped. Uh, what's but the he, name? Uluko. Uluko. Yeah. Oh my god. The sexism, right? He's just a terrible pundit. The yeah. best thing that happened was that sexism, so he won't get to be on anything else. Yeah. Well, he was on again today. They put him on straight again. So you kidding? Oh no. shoot! Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was straight back on today. He was on again, and I, I, I turned it on and I switched it straight off again. I was like, "How can he be on again? They just not." Jesus Christ! They didn't treat it as a sexism. Do you know thing. why? England fans, Brexiters, they're all absolute idiots. There was, there was. Some... I'm not a big fan of Ian Wright as well, and I think a lot of that is down to the fact that I remember when you know, like Spengler and Ericsson got appointed, and then after him, uh, Fabio Capello, and I remember him always having a bee in his bonnet about having a foreign manager manage England, and that kind of didn't sit well with me because, as far as xenophobia. I'm concerned, xenophobia looks worse when it comes from a brown person. Yeah, and not even that. I mean, like, to me, I mean, say what you want. I think Sven had, like, the golden era to manage, I'd say, because, you know, they were all quite young and in their prime. And he always kind of took England to at least a quarterfinal or as, you know, yeah. in, got out in the groups. Germany. Yeah, got out of the group. Until one of his goalies threw the ball in. <laughs> See, man. <laughs> Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I, I, I didn't. So for me, that he's, he's, he's always been a bit of a shit pundit because of his opinions of foreign managers. I, I, I have rules about pundits anyway that they should, they shouldn't be allowed to be pundits once they've played, once they've, they're more than three years retired because they don't know enough anymore. And then, and then by that stage, they just want to be friends with the famous players. Yeah, the game's, mm-hmm. the, the game's gone, hasn't it? The game's have changed yeah. already by the time you've yeah. moved on, and it, it's very difficult, unless you're involved. And then you've got, and then you've got Mark Larison, who's got, oh, can God. I can I speak right. to your manager's hair? You know, the man will just complain about everything. It's just, it, you'd rather watch it on mute. Yeah, it, it's got, I, I actually really enjoyed watching and listening to Alex Scott because it looked like she was just excited to be there. Like I, I agree. I think, but but it, in fairness, I'm going to sound incredibly sexist here, right? But I think the loving that she's got has been entirely because she's a girl. No, not entirely. Ninety percent because she's a girl. Because she's a girl at at the World Cup is a great thing. There should absolutely be more women way more than two. There's some really really insightful football coaches, women football mm-hmm. coaches. Just like it should be, a, it should be about ability, not about gender, hmm. right? Yeah, I agree. She's definitely get, she's definitely getting more love than she would, she would if it was just Lee Dixon or it, it, forget Lee Dixon. If it was just some other random footballer that's just retired that you you, you wouldn't actually have thought about. If it was Neil Mellor, hmm. um, but the other thing is, the other ten percent is that the others are so fucking terrible yeah. that her being just researched. She's actually she's actually looked up the names of the players she's talking about before. Yeah. Like that sets her apart and that but I'm not willing to accept that as a good standard. Oh, I know what you're saying. Dude. I think she was absolutely the best of the others, the yeah, best yeah, of yeah. The, the the pundits. I don't think she's been great so far and I think Elia Luca 
has been terrible. Um, but definitely, um, definitely Scott was, was better. And like, why aren't we getting some of the England girls there? Just, oh, just, it makes me crazy that we're, that we're rolling out the same old, you know, drunk, middle-aged, Seven, I can't remember what World Cup was it. They had Clarence Seedorf, and I really enjoyed listening Brilliant. to him. Yeah, all of them though. All of some of those players that they, when Vieira comes on and stuff, he's okay. You know, there's this. Uh, I, can yeah, I, can, I, can I say something? I find non-English players in a majority. Patrice yep. Everett aside, Patrice <laughs> Everett aside, <laughs> I find them to be far more articulate and intelligent and a it's better understanding of the they game. Have, they have a greater vocabulary than English people. Yeah, well, wasn't it, isn't, isn't it the um, Ajax Academy or was the Ajax Academy that you had to perform really well in school if you were to make it? You yeah, had to be intelligent. It's quite a lot. It's not, it's not, that's not uncommon at all, but it's just that foreign people, they're just, the, the, it, even the dumbest, even footballers who we, who we are so used to being dumb because they're in England, they typically are and don't bother going to work. They don't bother working at school because they're in an academy and they've already made it. Um, so they have seven words in their vocabulary and watch Love Island. Um, mm-hmm. And foreigners, they live their life, they read a book, they, you know, take up ph- photography, they travel as, by the very essence that they're in our country in the first place playing football, they are travelling, they're abroad. Travelling by its nature broadens your horizons. And, Speak and, and different languages as well. well a human. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they speak a foreign language. Yep. I mean, oh, see, Seth Fabregas... I've, I've, I'm not mad at Cesc Fabregas. I don't know what you feel about him. Yeah, I think no, no, I, I think Cesc has been the best of of the non non Billich and non female pundits. Mm. Yeah, Cesc is a fucking fantastic footballer as well. They're like you could. Cesc is brilliant. Do you know what? If we relate that to this game, right? I think Cesc Fabregas is the guy we miss. Yeah, I, I, I think like us, us playing two playing two guys in midfield ahead of Hendo that don't want the ball, that are constantly run ahead of the ball or want to dribble the ball um, rather than I'm going to dictate the tempo here, play one pass move, play one pass move. Like, did you see Thiago when he came on the other day against Portugal? He had like the second most touches and he only came on for 32 minutes. And like that is what is what you can completely change a game with that guy who sets the tempo, who... He, he organises and he can move players around by changing his angle by five metres. It makes the whole opposition shift, which opens a space on the other side of the pitch, just from like four one-touch passes, which they're all capable of doing. Yeah. But we don't have a player that wants to do that. Mad. I think that's what England miss. They've got a gr- like, great Loftus-Cheek came on and, and, you know, he's comfortable. He could do it, but he doesn't. He wants, he wants to go and he's, he's a little bit Lallana. Um, he wants to um, dribble. Constantly wants to dribble. Whether that's the right choice or not, we just need a smarter dude. We do. We don't have it in midfield at all. The, we've we missed, you know, the Paul Scholes types in midfield and stuff like that. Like a player. Well, yeah, even even so, you got you got Scholes, you got Gerard, you got uh, Lampard, you got Carrick. Yeah. All of them had that that passing intelligence. If anything, Stevie only kind of gained that. Willingness to be part of the tactics later on in his career. He was he was a little bit more like a uh, a brilliant loft the sheik. He could do anything, but his first inclination was not to give a one touch pass and then make make a three yard run. It was to make a one touch pass and then make a thirty yard run, yeah. which is what our players are currently doing. And we need the guy that's that's going to that, uh, much more like a um, a metronome. 
if that makes sense. So you want a Chavi or a Thiago, that that kind of guy. I don't know who who England have that there could is, do that. There but... is none, I don't think. There really isn't a player that is like that that could that just plays that way football it just, in the midfield. There just isn't one. No. Even Scholes can't do it for England. I I'll never judge Paul Scholes for England because he just got no. shoved on the left wing. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Unless, well, people, I know somebody who will call for Jack Wilshire here. Excuse <laughs> me. <God. laughs> they will. To dislike England, you know. Five years ago, Jack Wilshire had the ability to do it, but, you know, it all went up his nose or down his throat, whichever way. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> He's one of those players that I think is a lot older than what he is, very much like Theo Walcott. It's funny, it's funny that if you ever go to. Um, it, it, if you ever watch any of the characters from The Wire, they look older than they are as well. Yeah, yeah. Even in uh, Friday Night Lights, I'm sure they were all older than what they were portrayed as. But uh, anyway, we'll... Was much, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, they were. but it was a great show. Uh, I know you love that one. We'll do it on the box on its soon, so I think we have to. Um, anything else, Nin, from this World Cup that you want to talk about that you think is something that's been on your mind or are you all done? I'm just thinking, oh, um, uh, something that really absolutely baffled me was uh, why on earth did German play a high line when they have no pace in their back? <laughs> well, I think it's going to be the, the the curious case of Kimmich, side in this one. <laughs> oh, my God. It, it, uh, that's the thing that baffled me most. So the, the most overused um, pejorative descripting word is, is what? Commitment. Commitment desire they're the two things that they talk about all the time isn't it these terrible commentators mm. Kimmich was was two meters at most um on the wrong side of uh who was the guy Lozano yeah the goal when they turned the ball over two meters by the time Lozano took the took to uh, his finish away eight eight meters out he was 60 meters away on the on the goal on he halfway just line, he, just didn't, he just didn't bother running at all. Didn't bother running and it was four on two and the fullback didn't bother running back. Fucking shocking. It was shocking. I couldn't believe I was watching Germany play football. Yes, I didn't think that was the world champs, you know. Yeah. I, I've never really got Kadira what Kadira does. Uh and I can see how I can see how Juventus want Emre Chan to replace him. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's what that's what I got from that game. Jesus Christ, he was just wandering off. He is, he is like a slow, ro- a slower, mo- but mo- less mobile version of Diddy. Yeah. Then you appreciate the Germans. I know you do from uh, from Bundesliga and stuff, the national team as well. You must have been shocked because you probably had high hopes for them as well coming into this tournament. You probably were shocked yesterday. With uh... Yeah. Well, you know what? I was more impressed with how Mexico were completely kind of like, I don't know, not faced by it. And, you know... um what you need to remember is the holders of the World Cup. Like, you go back to France 98, France were the champions in 2002. I'm pretty sure they didn't get out of the groups. I didn't watch that tournament for personal reasons. Oh. Uh, then then you go to... Um, 1990. Yeah, no. Then you go to 2006, Italy were world champions. 2010, didn't get out of the group. Spain were 2010 world champions. They didn't get out of the groups in 2014. Teams, like, I'm not surprised because we've seen world champions chalk in group stages. 
Oh, I'm not just get past their sell-by date. They just it's just they've yeah, had their but, peak years. There was a lot of talk of how old they are, and they're really not. Aren't no, they? they're not. No, they're like twenty-eight. Okay, they're they're properly in their prime. Wow. So then it, it is a poor performance, but it's only one game. I, I, I didn't even think they were that bad, honestly. I, I think defensively, but I think attacking, they create a lot. Yeah, they had loads of shots. They had 20 odd, more than 20 shots, I think, in the yeah, game. Yeah, I think, I think we're caught up a little bit in the narrative rather than, yeah, like, actually, what I, I think they're going to be fine. So you, so in their team, right, the old players you've got is... is Mario Kadira, But who's counting him? Yeah, and Noya. Yeah. yeah. Madeira, uh, Kadira and Noya. That's it. Out of their team. Like, who's old? How old is like, Muller now? Muller's eight. Werner's 22. Draxler's 24. Ozil's 29. Um, Thomas Muller? Cruz is 28. 28. Muller's 28. Oh, right. Okay. Kimmich is 23. Hummel is 29. I feel like they've been like, around for ages, don't they? They've just yeah, been around all the time. They play, they've been playing since they were practically extracted from their mother's womb. <laughs> yeah. and it doesn't like, help, yeah. you know. <laughs> I actually thought Draxler was a lot older, you know, than what he actually is. Yeah. Because the, the, you you see these players when they're like 17, 18. Yeah, they yeah. probably started. They, they had big, big futures, didn't they? They were touted mm-hmm. as big names at that time. And now, obviously, it's yeah. not even been that long. That's, that's nuts that they're that young. I didn't even know. They just looked, well, maybe they just looked older when they were playing, as in like, you know, like pace at the back. They just looked so off it. But I suppose it's only one game, isn't it? So, yeah, But it wasn't just pace. They're two players against four. Yeah, they just, yeah, tactically was all over. Maybe Joaquin Love's lost it. Who knows? He's sniffing his yeah, hands too their much. Fullbacks, their fullbacks were, were um, in line with Werner on, I think, five different occasions they got counted on. Yeah, that's, that's too the hard. thing. Yeah, and true. and it's 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 not too high if you've got your um, centre midfielders dropping in, but they didn't. Yeah. So Cruz and Kadira are both supporting when one of them should have been shielding. That's the thing. No, I, I I think Germany are going to be fine. I think they're going to get through the group, and I think they're yeah. going to play pretty well. Interesting, interesting. So uh, Brazil are saying Brazil are going to fly. The teams just build into these competitions, get the first game out of the way. You can't judge them after one game. Nobody. Messi's going to be great. I didn't think Messi was terrible at all. He just happened to miss a penalty. Yeah. In the same way, I didn't think Ronaldo was brilliant either. He just happened to score a penalty and he, he, uh, his free kick, which also, I think, has anyone talked about De Gea and how shit he was and that he probably should have saved uh, Ronaldo's free kick? I don't know about the free kick, but he definitely should have saved the save the second goal. Absolutely should have saved the second goal. But he's, you know what? But, he but, makes but Ronaldo was brilliant, and and De Gea gave him a goal. He got a penalty, mm. and he didn't do anything else in the game. No, he was like like the Real Madrid, like the final against us. He wasn't involved at all. Yeah, but that's not the narrative, is it? And he did score. He scored three goals brilliantly. Um, you know, not brilliantly, but he scored three goals, which is brilliant. Great, happy days. But I don't think in any way that he's in the greatest of form and that Messi's in shit form and that Neymar's in sh- Neymar is in shit form. I've, God, Jesus Christ, that boy can dive. Yeah. What did you think of those three players then? Then size brought them up, you know, Ronaldo, Messi, Neymar. You would have watched all three of those games, I think. Yeah, I th- one thing I find really strange, I don't understand the fanboys and why they got pit- pit them against each other. Like, I appreciate 
Messi, and I appreciate Ronaldo. They yeah. are two very different players. Yeah, I can give I can give them both credit. I can say they are you know they are the genuinely the world class players of this generation. Yeah? yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't understand why you when Ronaldo scores hard, Messi's shit or oh uh, look at Ronaldo, he he buried his penalty. Messi's shit is just fucking stupid. I thought Messi was absolutely fine. I think size right. Um, apparently his stats on penalties is pretty shocking. Sure. Guess what? Just kind of shows he's a little human. He's not very good at them. Maybe he should maybe stop taking them. I read somewhere someone was saying um, the Argentinian team was sort of warming up and having a laugh before the game. And um, Messi was um, at practicing penalties, you know, before kickoff. Mm. Clearly not well enough because, you know, we know what <laughs> happened. Uh, with Ronaldo, he's, you know, you kind of said something there. He scored a hat-trick, but he was kind of anonymous throughout the whole game. He's he's the man for the big occasion. He's like the genuine world class version of um, a Harry Kane in that instance. Different position, I know, but what I'm yeah, thinking. But the he, first goal so, had nothing to do with him, and mm. the second goal was a penalty. And the third yeah. goal was a free kick. It was brilliant, and it was a great free kick, and it was of the moment. And you know, that's the stuff that goes down you know, in legacy. Exactly, I absolutely get he, that. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, and I think a lot. I think what people, I think what what a lot of people put a lot on Ronaldo is he's the man for the big occasion. Like yeah, 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 you know, yeah. that penalty against Juventus. You know, it was three all, I believe, on aggregate, and obviously Buffon got sent off, and we had all that kerfuffle, and he had to take that big penalty, and again, a big penalty in the World it's Cup. Like Messi's never season. scored a big goal. Yeah, yeah. And, and I find it so stupid because I remember Zinedine Zidane, and I hate taking it back, but I remember Zinedine Zidane against England, and I think it was 2004 when we when we when England had France in the group stages. And the man apparently suffered from some kind of nerves and he vomited everywhere and then stood up and took the penalty and fucking scored it. Like, are we not going to mention that? Isn't yeah. that a hype? You know, like, the man had, you know, I think probably some kind of anxiety issues, but he fucking still stood up and took the penalty. It's just, it's just what it is. And as for Neymar, yeah, he dives and all that. And I, again, he didn't look really good yesterday, but again, people think he's shit and stuff. Really? He's brilliant. That? He's brilliant. I just don't yeah. think, I think he played the worst of the three of them. Oh, gosh, he did. He did. And I thought he chewed the ball like a motherfucker. He just, it was like, he, he, you know what I was saying earlier about um, our players that run, that, that choose to dribble rather than take the time and make the best mm. choice. He doesn't make good choices. He wants to dribble. Uh, but the thing is, he is so brilliant, it comes off quite a lot. Yeah, it does. I think uh, by the time he, I think maybe three more years time, he, he might be the best player ever. Wow. But he just, but because he has so much ability, it's just he still doesn't pick the best choice. No. Phil was much better in that game. Yeah, and even he dropped off second half, but you know that that happens. But he was much he, better. He sus- I thought he just was awful. Oh my god! Why? Well, is, I, why is Bobby? I didn't think, think he was terrible at all. Oh, why is Bobby not starting? I mean, I don't want him to play. Actually, to be honest, I'd rather he rest. But. Um, I don't but, know, Statsman Dave put up some stats about Hesus, and he had like, considering he's playing the nine, he's playing a nine role, he had zero shots on target. Yeah, there weren't many chances, were they, in that game, I don't think, at all. So, um, it was. I, I think you're messing here. You, one time, from a Liverpool, uh, Liverpool fan podcast, mm-hmm. right? Bobby to start for Brazil. I don't want Bobby to start for Brazil at all. But, like, separate from that, irrelevant of the whole Liverpool thing, you've got a kid who forever has been the next genius coming through at Brazil. 
yeah. right? Yeah. He's done nothing but play brilliantly in his entire career. At and he's like, is he nineteen still? Right. And what we're saying is, don't play him despite him being a brilliant kid, because we've got this other lad that plays for Liverpool who's twenty six and's had a great one great year. Like that's not how a country thinks. You're yeah. not going to drop your idol mm. to play a guy that happens to have had one better season. Yeah, it maybe. But you look at how someone's playing, don't you? Like the last couple of games that I've watched him play Brazil. Maybe, maybe, Gags, maybe the the Brazilian coach kind of sees Firmino as more of a 10 because obviously we play him as a false nine. And maybe he'd rather play a nine rather than a false nine. Well, well, actually, we've heard from Brazilians that we know in the groups on AI saying that Mm. Firmino is an outcast. They they treat him as an outcast in in the the press. Yeah, yeah, because he plays, he's always played football in. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's not a Brazilian him. star. They don't see him as no, the, they as, don't. No, no, that's and, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, that 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 Jesus is like he's been dreamed of, yeah. and now he's here. Yeah, yeah, that was that's definitely. I reckon that's one of the points as well. It's not a pragmatic choice between between who's had the best season, which is marginal, by the way. Yeah, maybe so. You've got the stats, haven't you, on on both of them on how they've yeah. been performing? Like Bobby had a better season, but it wasn't by a lot. And Jesus won. Jesus was was centre forward for the the greatest, you know, from from Brazil, from the greatest Premier League winning team of all time. Like it's not like he is he is Divock Origi. No, no, he's not. He's not. He's not. He's much better. It was nice to see Aguero score. By the way, it was nice to see yes. Aguero score. Um, yeah, he was. Yeah, what a great goal! Great uh, finish. Yeah, brilliant. Can I just say, Mark um, Marquez? Come on, people. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. I love that man. Yeah. yeah. I, I, you know what I actually said when he came on? I was like, I am so old. I remember that man when he had a long ponytail. <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> it's all the, the, the old World Cups you watch him and then obviously his club team. Um, of course, Barcelona yeah, as exactly. well. You know, yeah. Iconic, isn't it? Iconic. Mm. It was nice to see him come on. And that's he's, he's leveled a record there. There's five World Cups for him. Bloody hell. That's nuts, eh? That's mm. a record as well. Anyway, so that I think is time for the pod. We managed to, you know, string it out for an hour somehow, guys. Well done. But uh, we'll try and come back for the next game if we can and uh, have a bit of a chat. See, see what else is going on in the World Cup. Uh, just before you go, your highlights of the the tournament so far, Sai? Uh, it's probably going to be the Portugal. Um, Spain, Portugal. That's the, definitely the best game of the tournament, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but maybe it. the maybe the highlight was was um, how just abject, how terrible Germany's defense was. Yeah, it was, the, and Mexico's performance maybe to to counter it, which was nice. It was fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a combination of both. A combination yeah. of both. But, but I I think any any team that has the opportunity to break four and two is going to be good. Yeah, definitely. Definitely look good anyway. And what's your highlight then? To be a little different, I'm going to say Iran. I think they had zero shots on target <laughs> and they're top of that group and they're my sweet shake team, so fuck you. <laughs> I uh, I literally jumped out of my seat for one and that was the Nacho goal. That was the Nacho goal. when Obviously, they, they, were, they were losing and stuff. They came back and then he scored that belter. And also, I, I, I was like, 
just before that goal, I was like, oh my God, David Silva's just pressed in the box to win the ball back. And then it led to a goal. So I was very chuffed with that one. <laughs> a pressing action led to can, a goal. Can I kind of say what I am kind of excited about? Like these past two World Cups that have gone, you know, we had Ghana who were an exciting African side yeah. in 2010. In 2014, we had Algeria who were really excited. I don't mean to jinx them, but I think Senegal might excite us. I hope so. I hope so. It'd be nice to see Mane do something. That's mm. one thing. We haven't missing a Liverpool mm. player doing some magic. So, mm. um, I mean, I'm a bit selfish. I want them all to go out, to be honest, and then boys to come back yeah. quickly. Cause of course, Premier I'm with season. you. Of course. Me and Si have talked about the fixtures last week. So I'm really excited about getting those going and I want them fit for the first game. So if they would, if they would exit by next week, it'd be nice. But. I, obviously, I, I'm, that's selfish of me. I, I know how important the World Cup is to these boys. So it would be nice to see uh, a Mane and a Salah do 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 some magic. Uh, so I don't. I know you won't agree with that, but it would be nice to see them just get that little moment for their career. You know. Oh my God! Absolutely. You know, I completely understand the whole human point of it. I want them to be great. Yeah. Yeah, I really do. But and you you don't get the you don't also you can't comprehend um, the pride. Yeah, not the pride, but also the fallout of having World Cup winners in, or or even those those big name guys, because it, it just improves their profile. Yeah. Next season, and and like how big their balls will get from from getting four goals at a World Cup. Mm. Absolutely, it's huge. The confidence goes. I mean, Mo, if he plays the next two games and scores a couple of goals in each game, he's he's going to come back saying at least I made a mark. You know regardless of what else goes on and where, how far they get. So let's hope they do do something and uh, nobody gets injured. Touch wood. That's all we want. But thank you so much, folks, for joining and listening in. Uh, there is one pod that myself and Cy would like you to listen to on the free side. We released it today, the Chris Nowinski Concussion Podcast. Please go and uh, listen to that. Free. Yeah, it's out on the free side now. It was an AI Pro special. Um, side is a pod called Fatigue Index on Anfield Index Pro. Um, that pod came out two weeks ago. It was all, it was all around the Loris Carius con- uh, concussion story. So it is more about that. There are some stories, obviously, from the World Cup where that guy was getting slapped when he was concussed, which is a bit stupid. So we thought we'd put that out there. So I said this uh, morning as well, get that out there. So we've put that out. So make sure you go and listen to that because I think awareness, you know, that, that, that more than anything else, awareness needs to be raised on concussions in sport. And, um, it was a very, very, very insightful podcast with the the main man in sports and you know in concussions in sport chris nowinski please do go and listen to that um it will open your eyes too and there's a lot of nonsense like i said on the start of the pod uh, i have recorded some intros and outros on that pod there's there's a lot of nonsense being spouted on twitter at the mo- at the moment about concussions very very narrow-mindedness uh, a lot of narrow-mindedness going on so please do ignorance yeah yeah, narrow-mindedness, ignorance, all of it going on. You must go and listen to it and educate yourselves because it educated me. We're not saying anyone knows more than anyone, but it, it, when you listen to it, you'll understand what we're saying. You, it does open up some things in your head and you go, oh, shit, okay. You know, maybe I should think about this a little bit better and change my views. But uh thank you so much, Sai, for coming on. And, Neil, it was a late one, I know, straight after the game. Really appreciate it. And uh, you, the listener, thank you very much. Keep enjoying the World Cup.
Sports Social Podcast Network.